0: Cutter crept between Morgan and Reyna and moved past them so that the two natives would have to go through him before they could get to them again. He gave the two men warning glances, hoping the translation was clear. "'Hands off!' Morey returned to the pack and unzipped it. He reached inside. One of the two natives cupped his fingers under his lips and whistled. A split second later, Cutter realized things had just gone from bad to worse. He sprang into action, drawing his nine-millimeter and pointing it at the two men. Rogers and Gage did the same, squaring off against the two natives. A bird squawked in the background. Then it felt as if the entire forest had gone silent. "'Back off,' Moray warned. "'I've got this under control.' Cutter heard a noise that sounded like a sudden rush of escaping air. The sound reached him a split second too late. By the time he recognized the sound— an arrow shaft was already whistling right past his ear. He ducked sideways in the aftermath, arms going up to pull Rena and Morgan along with him. Gage brought up his gun and lowered his center of gravity, readying himself to fire at their attacker. Before Gage could squeeze the trigger, or Cutter or Rogers, Moray shouted, No, stop! Stop this! But Cutter was no longer in a trusting mood. Knowing Gage could take care of himself, Cutter grabbed Brayna with his left hand and bumped Morgan with his shoulder, driving them both into the closest cover he could find, which turned out to be a hut about twenty feet away. Once they were inside the empty hut, he spun around and rushed back out, covering his left and right flank with brief glances, moving with deadly purpose. He could see no visible threats, but he could sense them all around him. The two native men had vanished into thin air. The other villagers were missing as well. The entire place might as well have been a ghost town, and right now, Cutter didn't want to find himself one of the ghosts inhabiting it. His senses were on full alert. All issues with his previous hangover were gone. The only troubles he could see requiring his immediate attention was coming from the large man, Rogers. The guy was on the ground, and there was an arrow sticking from the side of his neck. Dark blood pumped from the wound and was pooling in the dirt around him. Crouching low, gun raised, Cutter joined Moray and A.J., ever watchful for more arrows as if he could duck them he motioned for gage to cover him gage did so with his hand cannon betty drawn leveled and seeking targets worthy of the large 50 caliber bullets no more arrows came at them again cutter glanced down at rogers and then got down on one knee beside him the man's eyes were bulging and one of his hands had gone to his throat he was still alive barely his heart was pumping blood but it was apparent how hopeless it was for the guy because all that the pumping was doing was driving the blood out of his body. Hang on, Cutter said. He reached down and tried to pinch off the blood flow, but he quickly realized that there was no way of stopping it. Still, he kept trying and failing. It didn't take much more than a few seconds before all tension left the large man's body and he went limp. With a glance up at Moray and A.J., Cutter shook his head from side to side. This wasn't supposed to happen, Moray said hollowly. Not supposed to... happen? I don't know what to say.